Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. I've been really feeling that, you know, as the world is growing darker and darker and as we, as the, as the hearts of men is growing cold, I feel like God is igniting the church. He's igniting the church and I feel like the glory of God is going to come in such a power, in such a way that, that it's going to be so evident in the, in the world today. And I feel like the, that we as a church, we're going to be so set ablaze by God that, you know, the world cannot help but be attracted to us and see that the, the glory of God is upon the church. And um, I really feel like the fire of the Holy Spirit is what we need today as a church. We need the fire of, the, of God. We need a burn for Jesus. We need His anointing, His empowerment, His fire, because without the fire of the Holy Spirit, we, we live a boring Christianity life, and life without Jesus is just boring. Without the fire of God, we can't do anything. And um, if you've got your Bibles this morning, let's turn to Genesis chapter 22, and um, verse 6 to 7, it says, this is what it says, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And this is what I feel like the Lord is saying to the church. The fire and the wood is ready, but where is the offering? Where is the sacrifice? Who is willing to come and, and lay themselves up on the altar so that I can come and consume their life? And this is what I feel like the Lord is saying is, I've already paid the price. I've already laid down my life for you. You just got to come to me and I will consume you in my presence. I will consume you in my fire. And God wants to consume his church. Amen. God is looking for a vessel that is yielded to his spirit, that is yielded to the word of God. And if we turn to Romans chapter 12, verses 1. This is what it says. Paul is speaking. Beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And, you know, we are to present our bodies to God as a, as a living and holy sacrifice. The word holy means to be set apart. And, you know, what are we being set apart from? We are being set apart from the things of this world, the patterns of this world, the carnality of this world, the thinking of this world. We are to be set apart from, from the, the perversion of this world, the destruction of this world. You know, we are to uh, be holy as God is holy. Holy. The Bible says that without holiness, none shall see the Lord. And it also says that we are to present our bodies as a sacrifice that is acceptable to God, that is acceptable to Him. And all that means is just a, a, a sacrifice that is pleasing to God, that is pleasing to Him. You know, in Galatians 1.10, Paul says, if pleasing people were my goal, I would not be a servant of Christ. In other words, I am disqualified as a servant of Christ if I'm here to please people. You know, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ was never meant to please us. It was meant to change us. Amen? It was meant to change us. It was meant to take us from the world and into the kingdom of God. It was meant to take us from a place of um, in slavery into a place of freedom. The power and the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is here to set us free and to set us afire for Him. Amen? When we are confronted with the truth, there is a cutting to the heart. 
There is a cutting to the heart. And right now, if you look in the media and the news, people are so afraid of truth. And people are so not wanting truth. But you see, when we are confronted with the gospel of Jesus Christ, when we are cut to the heart, there are two options that take place. We can either reject the truth or we can obey the truth. We can obey the truth. You know, when Peter the Apostle, um, on the day of Pentecost, when he got baptized in the Holy Spirit and he stood up and he began to preach his first sermon, you know, it says that the people were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. They were convicted by the Holy Spirit. And, that's, and then they ask, what shall we do? They, were, they wanted to change. What shall we do? And Peter replied, repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, as a church, we need to repent. We need to come before God on the altar and say, God, I repent. God, I renounce. God, I want you to come and, and baptize me in your fire. God, I want you to come and consume me, Lord. And that's the kind of cry that we need. And um, I really feel that we're entering into a time where the glory of God is going to come so thick in the church that we just can't, we just come in and God just takes over us. God just takes over us. We just begin to worship God. We begin to, we begin to sing to God. We just can't help but declare His goodness and His glory. And I feel like we're, we're entering into a time where we're going to be yes and amen to His will and to His power. And God's going deeper within His church. He's pulling out the things that are, that are holding Him back. He's pulling out the root sins, the, the bitterness, the judgment, the pride, the, the uncleanness, the sexual morality. He's, he's cleaning up his church so that his glory can come and fill us so that God can empower us to do mighty things. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm convinced. I'm convinced that without the power of the Holy Spirit, Christianity is boring. It's nothing more than just a religion. It's, it's, just, it's just patterns. It's just we go through the motions. You know, we know what to, go, what to expect. You know, it's like a marriage. If a marriage is boring and it loses its fire, we just go with the motions. You know, you just you do things daily just the same. There's no passion. There's no connection. There's no um, intimacy. And, you know, God wants to ignite us. He wants to baptize us in his fire. And the fire of God is ready, like I was saying, but we need to come to him. We need to come to him. And I wrote this down that we must create an altar in our hearts for the fire of the Holy Spirit to come creating an altar in, the, in our hearts. You know, in the, the altar, in the, in the Old Testament, in the Bible, it speaks about worship. When, whenever people encounter God, they built, they built an altar so that they can come and worship the Lord. And it's at the altar where the fire of the Holy Spirit falls. It's at the altar where we encounter the living God, where we encounter Jesus face to face. It's at the altar that we come and bring to God. We come and give to God. You know, we, we, don't, we don't come to the altar to get, but we come to give. In the altar, it's all about giving. Worship is all about giving to God. We give out of the depths of our heart. We give out of our, our brokenness. We give out of our, our desperation. And when we give to God the worship that He deserves, His fire comes and it, and, and it consumes us and it burns us. And we are so filled with His joy, so filled with His power that we can't contain. We can't just keep quiet about this love and this power that is found in Jesus Christ. Amen. Which is really good. So building an altar in our hearts and it's at the altar that the fire of God falls. It's a supernatural fire. It's a fire that that is ever burning and never goes out. It just burns and burns and burns and burns. You know, in Leviticus chapter 6, verses 13, it says that a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. 
God's fire is always burning. The Bible says that God is a consuming fire. He is a consuming fire. He is light. He is the purest of pure. When you look at God, you can't help but just worship Him. Worship Him. And, you know, it's the fire that purifies us, that cleanses us, that cleans us up and makes us holy. It makes us holy. And the only reason we don't feel the fire of the Holy Spirit is because, number one, we have never built an altar to the Lord. We never built an altar of worship. And number two, we've walked away from the altar and we've, we've replaced the worship of God with idols. And that's, that's why we don't feel His presence. We don't feel this connection, this, this fire. We come in church and we just kind of like going through the motions. But when the fire of the Holy Spirit is upon you, when He's burning inside of you, you can't help but lift up His name. You can't help but just worship Him because you know what He's done for you. And He's worthy of it all. And Jesus is worthy of it all. And um, you can be on fire for many things. You can be on fire for money. You know, constantly working, 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 working. You can be on fire for sports. You can be on fire for your family. You can be on fire for all the things of this world. But the problem is that that fire is nothing more than a matchstick. It's just, it's here one day and it's gone the next. And I love what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. Solomon, the wisest man in the world, it says, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 10, it says, Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. For my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my reward from all my labor. Verse 11. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had done and on all the labor in which I had toiled. And indeed, all was vanity. The word vanity means no use, no, no profit. And grasping for the wind, there was no profit under the sun. So Solomon, the wisest man in the world, and he was incredibly, incredibly rich. I did a research on Solomon, and they say that, Google research, and they say that if he was alive today, his net worth would be $2.2 trillion. So he's incredibly, incredibly wealthy. He, had, he can have anything that his eyes desired. He can have anything that his heart desired. Or he, can, he had the riches of the world. But he said, what's the point when it's all going to, it means nothing. It's all no profit. What's, what's, what's the profit of having all this land? What's the profit of having all these houses, all these buildings, the flashes car, when it's all just going to go? When it's all just going to go. And that's, that's what I feel is like we got to be, we got to keep our eyes off the things of this world and keep it on Jesus Christ and his calling and his will and his purposes. And, you know, we, we, the things of this world is passing away, but the fire of God will never pass away. It will never go away. It will never burn out. It will always be burning. It will always be burning. And, and God is waiting for us to turn and to come to him and to repent and turn from our wicked ways. Because if without repentance, we cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And we've got to be real. We've got We've got to be confronted with the truth that we need Jesus. We need him. You know, the world is looking for an answer. They're looking for an answer and the, and the things of the world. They're trying to find legislations and, and the government to answer the problems of the world. But the world cannot answer the, the problems of the world. Only Jesus can answer. The world is trying to find peace. But how can you have peace without the Prince of Peace? You can't have peace without Jesus Christ. The world is trying to bring reconciliation, trying to, trying to gather in the families together. But how can you bring reconciliation without Jesus Christ? He's the one that reconciles us to Jesus. And Jesus Christ is the one that brings us unity to God. He brings us, when, God, when, our, when our relationship with God is restored, we are restored with our relationship with our family. And we got to understand that without Jesus, we cannot have peace and we cannot have unity. Anything outside of Jesus Christ, there is division. Division. 
and we need Jesus. Amen. My heart is to see Jesus. My desire, my greatest desire is to see him. It's to see him come, come and in, come into my life so that he can work through my life. He can work through my life. I don't want any glory. All the glory belongs to him. I am nothing without Jesus. Um, so we need Jesus. We need to burn for Jesus because he's worth it all. Nothing in this world can ever satisfy. Not the money, not the sex, not the relationship, nothing. Not the drugs, not the alcohol. Jesus Christ, he's the only one that can satisfy. He's the only one. He's the one that we desire. I preach Jesus because he's worth it all. He is worthy of it all. And I want to say is that don't be ashamed of this light, this light. Don't be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you when you come before me. So let's not be ashamed of the light that Jesus is. Let's not be ashamed of the fire that he's given us. Amen. Amen. You know, when Moses encountered God in the, in the burning bush, it says in Exodus chapter 3, verses 3, that when, when Moses saw this bush burning, he turned aside. He was intrigued by the supernatural bush that was not burning by this fire. He was like, why is this bush not burning? You know, he was intrigued by the, this miracle of a bush not being consumed by this fire. And I want to say is that we can have God do so many miracles in our life. We can have God. God could have saved us from an accident. God could have healed a family member. God could have, um, uh, God could have uh, saved our children. God could have provided for us in times where we needed him, but still not recognize and acknowledge that God is there and he's burning and we still cannot turn aside. We're still going our own way. And I want to say is that if we don't turn aside, God will not speak. God will not speak. And it says here in verse 4, So when the Lord saw that he, Moses, turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. God calls when we acknowledge him, when we acknowledge his presence, when we say, Lord, you did this. I didn't do this. God, it was you. God, you, you did this for me, Lord. And when we acknowledge him, he, he, he calls to us. He answers us. He speaks to us. And we have the most powerful person living on the inside of us. We have the most powerful person, the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He is one with God. He is God. Without the Holy Spirit, we do not have God. We do not have God. And we need his fire. We need his infilling, his anointing. And life without the Holy Spirit is life without God. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to live a victorious life. He empowers us to walk in victory. He empowers us to go wherever He wants to go and do whatever He wants to do. And, you know, when we obey the Holy Spirit, when we obey God, there is miracles that take place. Signs, wonders, and miracles take place when we hear the voice of God and we obey. You know, the Bible talks about wherever Jesus went, the light shined. The light shined. And we are the light of the world. Wherever we go, the light shined. And we cannot be a part of this world. If you love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. We are not of this world. We are of the, we are of the kingdom of God. We are citizens in heaven. We aren't citizens of this place. We are just bypassing this place. But we've got to bring souls for the, for the kingdom of God. We've got to bring souls for Jesus Christ and preach the gospel with boldness and declare no matter what comes our way, whether persecution come, whether we're rebuked by people, it doesn't matter. The people need to know the truth, that Jesus Christ came and he delivered us. He saved us. He was with. He was beaten for you and I, and we need to declare the goodness of Jesus Christ because he is worth it all. And 
yeah, um, I'm just kind of just flowing a little bit. And we need to create a place of worship to Jesus, create an altar. Because it's at the altar where we worship him, where we have intimacy with him. Through worship, the fire of the Holy Spirit comes. When we worship him, he comes. He comes and he fills us with his joy. He takes us into the holy of holies and we see him face to face. And we are transformed. We are no longer the same. We are no longer the same. It's through our humility and our surrender that we attract the Holy Spirit. We must humble ourselves. As you know, the Bible says that Jesus was meek. He was lowly in heart. He was so humble. He never exalted himself. You know, maybe you've built an altar once for the Lord. Maybe you were in worship of God, but maybe you've turned aside and you've started worshiping other things. You just got too busy worshiping work or family or whatever. And we replaced the worship of God with the worship of idol. I want to say repent. Repent. It's not too late. Come, God is a gracious God. He's a loving God, a merciful God. No matter how far we go, God is there for us. He, he will never leave us if we would just come to him, turn aside and come to the fire, recognize that he's calling. And I see the Holy Spirit is he's doing a work among the church. And I, I know that God is wanting to baptize us in such great fire that we can't help just, just worship him. And, and um, we're just really good. And we need to repent. We need to tear down the idols of our heart. We need to pull down the works of sin. We need to get rid of the, the things that are causing us to sin. And we need to say, man, God, whatever, I, whatever it takes, Lord, I just want to please you. God, well, I don't care if, if I'm the only person in this world. And I don't care if, I'm, if nobody loves me. I know that you love me, Lord. You've got to be willing to lay down your life on the cross. And, you know, when Elijah, the prophet, I love it, when, when he confronted the, uh, the 450 prophets, prophets of Baal. It talks about that, um, that he defeated them. They tried to call upon their God. They were cutting themselves. And, uh, you know, they said, if the God responds in fire, that is the true God. And so they're cutting themselves, calling, crying out to Baal. There's some, some mythical, you know, not even God. You know, nothing happened. And then when Elijah, he prepared, he, it says that he repaired the altar of the Lord. He repaired the altar of the Lord, and then he prepared his offering, and then he called upon the name of the Lord. He called upon the Lord, and then the Lord answered with fire. And then God came, and he consumed everything on the altar, everything on the altar. And that's what we need to do is repair the altar of the Lord, repair that place of worship. You know, it's all about just, just spending time with Jesus, just spending time with him in your quiet place, just, just loving him, abiding in him getting close to his heart, understanding what he wants to say, and just obey, being obedient to him. Repair the altar of the Lord and turn to the Lord. Jesus Christ is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit and fire. In Matthew chapter 3, verses 11, John the Baptist is saying, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. If we want the fire of the Holy Spirit, we need to come to Jesus. And we just need to ask him. Ask Jesus, Jesus, baptize me, Lord. God, I surrender. God, I want your fire. God, I want you to consume me, Lord. You know, trusting Jesus is easy. When you came into church today and you sat down on your chair, you didn't have to think twice about it. You just sat there. That's faith. It's, just, it's like that with God. You just got to trust him. Trust in his word that he would do as he said. God is, God is a man of his word. He's a, he's a man of his promise. 
And Jesus says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered. And um, Jesus is ready to baptize us. He's ready to come and pour out his anointing upon us. And there is a price to pay for the anointing. There's a price to pay. Jesus says, he who comes to me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow after me. You must deny yourself, deny this world, deny the flesh and come after him. Take up your cross. We must come to him hungry and thirsty and in faith, having faith like a child. Be hungry like a child. You know, my son Amri is about six months. And when he's hungry, man, you try and give him a toy, he does, he'll keep crying and crying and crying until he wants the milk. You try and walk him, you know, he'll keep crying. He'll keep crying and crying until you give him what he wants, the milk. And that's like the cry of our heart. No matter, nothing will satisfy the world. You get all the fortune. No, we don't want the world. We want Jesus. We want his fire. We want the Holy Spirit. We want to be so immersed in him that, that man, we, we, nothing can shake us. Nothing can shake us, and we need to be hungry for the Spirit of God, hungry for the Holy Spirit. Create a hunger and say, man, whatever it takes, God, I just want you, Lord. Lord God, I'll lay myself down on the altar. Come and burn me up, Lord. Come and consume me in your fire. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.atonga.com. Until next time.